This is the Ingalls Information Aisle with Leah McGrath, helping you eat healthy, feel great, and understand your nutrition. Now, here's your host, Ingalls Dietitian, Leah McGrath. Good Saturday morning. Welcome to the Ingalls Information Aisle. This is Leah McGrath, your Ingalls Dietitian. And for those of you who listen to the show on a regular basis, you know, I, I really enjoy having, um, other registered dietitian nutritionists on the show to kind of talk about some of the different career paths for registered dietitians and some of the exciting things that we're doing, um, uh, we're doing in the world of nutrition. And one of my, uh, one of my friends, but also somebody that I really respect in terms of her nutrition career is Kathleen Zellman. And Kathleen's joining me by phone from somewhere in Georgia, right, Kathleen? Atlanta. In Atlanta. Okay. And I'm, Kathleen, I think I've known you for probably, I want to say, 15 years, something a like that. Time. It's a been long a long time. time. And I'm so happy to be a guest on your program. Thank I'm, you. Uh, I'm excited. So I'm um, excited that you promote registered dietitians, nutritionists, because we're all out there working together to try to help consumers better understand the importance of eating healthy and living a healthy lifestyle. Well, thank you. And I, yeah, and I agree. And, and we do it in different spaces and different places. So it might be in the supermarket or it might be online. And we'll talk a little bit about your online world, but also it might be in a hospital. It might be in your school. Um, it might be in um, a, a, a clinic somewhere or a sports facility or with a sports team. Um, Kathleen, tell everybody, uh, let's, I, I don't really know a whole lot about your background. How and why did you decide to become a dietitian? Oh, that's funny that you ask. <laughs> um, and I've been a dietitian for a long time, Leah. Um, it started out that I was, um, I was very into dance. I was a ba- young ballerina. Oh. Uh-huh. And um, when I was going to college, I was wanted to study dance and and be you know just continue this this passion that I had for um, ballet and modern dance. And my father said to me, "Well, honey, it's great that you dance, but how about if you have that as a minor and find something else that you love that you can do that when your body breaks down, <laughs> you'll have a career." So um, I met a gal who, it, to this day, is still one of my dearest friends who's also a registered dietitian nutritionist, and she said, well, you know, take a nutrition class with me. You know, it's really kind of fun because if you love dance so much, you want to understand how to fuel your body, and so they go hand in hand. So that's how I found it, um, through the, you know, the desire to be able to jump higher or or do have better arabesques or whatever it was, but it led me to nutrition. And then I, my first job was as a clinical dietitian, so working in a hospital. Um, I did that for years. I specialized in pediatrics, so oh. I always loved taking care of kids. Um, and, um, and then I went back to graduate school um, so that I could teach on the uh, college level. So then I taught... Um, on the college level, taught nutrition, and then I became a dietetic internship director. So for those of you who are not familiar, um, one of the more common paths to becoming a registered dietitian nutritionist is to do an undergraduate degree in nutrition and then do a one-year internship program. So I led an internship program uh, in New Orleans, 
And um, from there, I got involved with the media um, because I had a little radio show, like you, uh, Leah. Ah, okay. In New Orleans, I had a radio show, and um, it was just at the beginning of the, um, at that time, the American Dietetic Association, they launched a program called their Ambassador Program, and they were looking for people in key markets. I was living in New Orleans. And um, I got nominated. Some, one of my friends said, oh, Kathleen, you should do this. You, you, you have some media skills because you do radio. And I thought, oh, well, sure, why not? And uh, lo and behold, I became an ambassador for the, the American Dietetic Association. And so I was working in the media and being a spokesperson on behalf of the American Dietetic Association. I did that for 12 years, and that really launched my communications career, and um, when I got my job with WebMD, I wasn't even looking for a job. I got a, uh, a call from them that asked if I would come in and talk to them, and I thought, well, they usually interview me as an expert. Why do they want to talk to me? And um, I got my current job, and that was almost 14 years ago. Oh, you know, my goodness. How, how, how time flies when you love what you do, and I really, really do. I'm, I'm just passionate about nutrition, and um, now my focus is trying to communicate and help people better understand um, about the confusing role of nutrition because we know, Leah, everybody eats, and nutrition is important to everyone. So, Kathleen, what um, I know when, uh, what is your job title with at WebMD? I'm the director of nutrition for WebMD. Oh, okay. Um, and I, that, I've had the same title the whole time, which has been really delightful, and I've helped do build at the at the juncture when I joined them it was very early on in their um, in their building of the web the, their brand and um, so I helped develop a, a lot of the platforms that we have and the ability to, for people to go in and use all these tools and so it's been um, it's been fabulous and I love it I know that um, um, does does the WebMD has the website that everybody knows about, but they also don't they also have a magazine, or do they still have a magazine? Sure do. They sure do. We have the WebMD magazine. It primarily goes to doctors' offices. Right. That's where I've seen it. Exactly. Yep. Um, and so for the magazine, I actually work more on uh, recipe development. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I do. Um, you know, I have my finger in all kinds of things that are really fun. And, you know, I, I, I think one of the really impressive things about you, Kathleen, is that you constantly try and keep um, abreast of all the, the new trends in food and nutrition. And we're going to be talking a little bit about that in the next segment. But uh, I think it would be very easy at this point in your career to be pretty complacent and go, I've got this great gig with WebMD and I can just sit back and, but no, you, you're always out there trying to learn more and trying to um, ask questions. So I think that that is a sign of um, a very vital personality as a registered dietitian. Stay tuned. We're talking to Kathleen Zellman. She is um, with WebMD and we are going to be talking a little bit more about some of the trends in food and nutrition and what's what's on her mind.
Welcome back to the Ingalls Information Aisle. This is Leah McGrath, your Ingalls dietitian, talking with registered dietitian nutritionist Kathleen Zellman. She's with WebMD, and she's a nutrition expert with them. And wait, that's not your actual title. What's your actual real title, Kathleen? A director of nutrition. Director of nutrition. That sounds much more impressive. So, Kathleen, I know as a supermarket dietitian, I get a lot of questions from our consumers um, about a lot of different things when it comes to food, nutrition, health. Um, what are some sort of top top of mind questions that you feel like are 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 on people's on the co- typical consumer's mind a lot these days when it comes to food and nutrition and, and um, and their health. When, uh, yeah. You know, it's a great question, Leah, because I'm starting to see a shift, I'm sure uh, I bet you are as well, that in the past a lot of the questions were really around dieting. Mm-hmm. Um, because let's face it, you know, two-thirds of our nation uh, adults are overweight. And so, you know, dieting is top of mind. And not to say that it's no longer top of mind. I think it will. it's evergreen. It will always be there. But now uh, we seem to see a little bit more of a focus on ingredients. Uh-huh. Are there, like, gluten? You know, consumers want to know, should they go gluten-free? They see the proliferation in the aisles, and at every restaurant you go to, which is really different than it was a couple years ago, and they're thinking, maybe I should go gluten-free because it will help me lose weight. Hmm. Well, I'm here to tell you that a gluten-free diet is not a weight loss diet. It's right. very, very different. And you don't really want to go on a gluten-free diet unless you need to and you have a medical condition that warrants it. Um, another another area um, where I think consumers are really trying to figure out is things about sugar. Sugar has been mm-hmm. villainized to be so bad for you. And is it sugar or is it high fructose corn syrup? What's, what does added sugar mean? And um, as we, we are, uh, await the changes in, from the government in the new food label, we will hopefully see the delineation of when sugar is added. So sometimes there's naturally occurring sugars, like in fruit. But fruit is good for you because it comes with fiber and all kinds of other phytochemicals and good-for-you nutrients, including some sugar. So sugar is not bad. It's when we pile on too much of that added sugar. I, you, know, you know, Kathleen, I, I want to interject. Uh, one of my friends who's another dietitian had a great line. She said, it's not the use of sugar that's the problem. It's the abuse of sugar that's the problem. And I thought, I couldn't agree with you. I love that. Yeah. And I think you've made a really good point. You know, people tend to like, I'll hear people and I'm sure you have too, Kathleen, and they'll say, you know, I don't use, I don't use sugar. And meanwhile, they're using honey and agave syrup and maple syrup and molasses. What would you say to that person? Well, uh, there is a list uh, of at least 60 different components that the government considers added sugars Uh or or sugars that could be potentially added to your food. So there's all different kinds of terms that most people don't know about. They think of table sugar, but yet, like you just listed, honey, agave, um, syrup, maple syrup, high fructose corn syrup, they're all sweeteners. But there's all different names for them. So if you really want to dig in, you can get this list of... 60 different names, and it includes things like concentrates from juices. So yeah. an, a fruit juice concentrate is considered an added sugar. Yeah, exactly. But more questions, Aaliyah, that um, I think are on top of mind. 
cholesterol mm-hmm. is somewhat of a, um, a emerging question simply because in the 2015 dietary guidelines, it was removed as a, um, as a limitation. So we used to prescribe diets that were roughly had 300 milligrams of cholesterol in them, but that's now gone away. And so that's caused some confusion. And I think that the bottom line here is we've learned that it's not the cholesterol in your food that causes your blood cholesterol to uh, increase, but rather it is the saturated fat in your food that increases your blood cholesterol. So saturated fat is that which is at room temperature. Um, It's solid generally except for those tropical oils like coconut oil, which is the most saturated fat. Mm -hmm. But it comes from things like meat and butter and cheese. So you can still have those in your diet, but you just don't want to have too much of the saturated fat, so you have to have some portion control. So, Kathleen, when you know, um, I, in talking about saturated fat, I think you're right. You know, I, when I first started working as a supermarket dietitian, that we were still kind of in that fat-free craze where everybody was looking for everything fat-free and, right. you know, low-fat and no-fat. And now we seem to be in a whole different era where fat has sort of, fat's become um, we went to went through a period where there were good fats and bad fats, and now apparently many people think all fat is good, including highly saturated fats like coconut oil. <laughs> <laughs> so, what what would you say when somebody says, "Well, you know, but co- I hear uh, that coconut oil is good for me, and I'm putting it into my coffee, and I'm, you know, I, I'm I'm eating it and everything." What would you say? Well, um, coconut oil, for some strange reason, has has this halo effect, and it really, in my opinion, um, it doesn't deserve it because it is the most saturated fat that we have in our diet. Mm-hmm. And now, if you're vegetarian or vegan and you don't consume uh, other sources of saturated fat, and that's where you choose to get yours, it's just fine. But roughly, and I know this is not easy to figure out, but... We're all supposed to limit the saturated fat in our diet to about 10% of our calories. Mm-hmm. So it's a small portion. Um, so if you want it to be coconut oil, it's no problem. But there are, the science on coconut oil has not proven that it has these miracle abilities to cure things or is better than unsaturated fats or oils. So my advice is always use the unsaturated fats and oils in your everyday life. So canola and olive oil and whatever oils of your choice, except the coconut. And, um, and you, you know, just eat those things that have saturated fat, like the butter and the cheese and, and meat. Just have small portions of them and, and use that. But even when it comes to unsaturated fats, like in walnuts and in avocados and um, all kinds of tree nuts, those are the the good the good sources of fat. But still, you can overdo those as sure, well. Sure, sure. There's no green light on eat as much as you want. You still need to have portion control when you grab that handful of nuts. You can't just eat the whole bowl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's a great point. I think that you know a lot of times what I'd say to people is it's it's possible to overeat even the good food. Stay tuned to yeah. the Ingles Information Hour. We're talking with Kathleen Zelman. She's nutrition director for WebMD.
Welcome back to the Ingalls Information Aisle. This is Leah, the Ingalls Dietitian, talking with Kathleen Zellman. Kathleen's the Nutrition Director for WebMD. So, Kathleen, one of the uh, you know, one of the questions I get from consumers is, man, how do I know where to look for information? You know, that there's so many different websites out there. There's people on television telling me one thing. I mean, of course, we'd like to steer people to WebMD. Um, I know I like to steer people to maybe Mayo Clinic. But are there some sites that maybe you think are better? Or maybe also, too, a good question would be, what are red flags for consumers where they might go if they pull up a website or they click on, they put in something in a search engine and a website comes up that they might hear, here's something to be cautious about if you see this. What would you say? Well, I, I love this question because there is so much information out there now that we have social media and the internet. Mm-hmm. At your fingertips, you can get you can get a wealth of information, and it's not all good. Right. You really have to be discriminating in terms of where you get your information because bad information can hurt your health. Yes. Um, and it's, it's risky business. So we are always trying to direct people to trusted sources. Now, of course, WebMD, we've, I think we have proven ourselves to be a trusted brand. We have checks and balances to make sure that our information is is correct, is the most up-to-date science, but also it's a business. And when clients come to us and ask us to write articles about fiber, they don't get to look at it or approve it. Um, We really keep that curtain down between how we operate and so that it really is information that is as um, true to the science as possible. So when looking at websites, I think, um, anything that ends in O-R-G or E-D-U, so O-R-G usually means an organization, does mean an organization. E-D-U means an educational. So educational uh, facilities, institutions, and organizations tend to be ones that um, are really trusted and, and funded either, you know, through the government, like the O-R-Gs are often the government, and I think they're they're really helpful um, in terms of trying to find a, a good source. Then you want to look at credentials. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we've been talking a lot today about the registered dietitian nutritionist. We are the most knowledgeable nutrition folks to go to, um, more so than MDs. Medical doctors, they have their specialties, they have their areas of expertise, but a registered dietitian nutritionist, our area of expertise is nutrition. So look to the credentialed individuals. We know people out there that have millions of followers that are very popular in social media, but yet they they talk about nutrition because, let's face it, everybody eats and, and they can talk about it as much as we can. But they don't know the science, and they don't know how to understand and interpret the studies. And the studies are what really form the foundation of our recommendations. So the way we make public health recommendations is on a body of evidence. It's not one monkey study. It's not a single study. But it is a, um, an accumulation of information that proves, yes, it's important that we um, not eat too much sodium because it can cause high blood pressure. We can make those kinds of associations based on a body of evidence. 
Um, whereas bloggers and some of these um, celebrities, they don't really know the science. They don't know how to interpret a study. They don't know a good study from a bad study. So I caution you not to take advice literally from people who are not the experts in the field. Look for the experts. Find the ones that you like the way they deliver the information. Maybe it's not too sciencey. Maybe it makes they make it really understandable to you. But be cautious about listening to the advice of bloggers and celebrities and sports figures because they're paid spokespersons for the most part. Well, and, and yeah, I think that that's a great point too. It's like um, I mean, you know. Here in the United States, we tend to idolize certain people, whether it's a Tom Brady or a Miley Cyrus or Lady Gaga, but that doesn't mean that we should try and emulate their eating habits or their or take their nutrition recommendations um, over somebody who has gotten, you know, years of education. Exactly. And, and credentials. And we have to maintain our credentials. Yes. We don't just take that uh, that examination, we have to maintain them and have continuing education credits just like nurses and doctors yeah. do. Yeah, um, that's obviously, yeah, definitely true. Let's take, for example, the website Goop mm. um, and Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> now, Gwyneth Paltrow is a fabulous actress, and she's beautiful. And what happens is some people think, well, if I follow her advice, which I have to tell you, in my opinion, is very fringy, Fringe-like, right? She does, it's not based on science, and some of it is downright wacky. But yet, some people will look at her and think, "Wow, she's so beautiful. Maybe if I put this on my skin or do whatever she's telling me to, I'll look like her." Yeah. And unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. So, when the Kardashians or when whomever is telling, you know, advocating for certain kinds of detoxes, well, Leah, we know that. Your body doesn't need a detox. Right. You have liver and kidneys, and, and you have a built-in detoxification within your body. So it's, uh, it's unfortunate when people spend a lot of money or, or get, you know, they're vulnerable because they're confused because these studies do flip-flop and change. But nutrition is a science, and that's why we have to keep up with it. And that's why it does change, because we've learned things over the years. We continue to learn. Like, now we're learning about the microbiota. We didn't even know about that no. when I was in school. And it's this, you know, fascinating area of how your, your internal bacteria, those good bacteria, how they work for you. Yeah. Yeah, there's so it, it I mean we could probably talk for hours about you know? all the all the new d- developments in the world of food and nutrition. It's been such a treat to have you on the show Kathleen and um uh, again folks if you um I know I, I don't know anybody who doesn't know of WebMD but just in case you don't WebMD is a resource for a lot of different Im- information about um different health uh, it has information about vitamins and medications. Look for Kathleen on there as a director of nutrition. Kathleen Zellman, thank you so much for joining us on the Ingalls Information Aisle. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Leah.